Hello, and welcome to the weekly podcast of C2 Church in Columbia, Missouri. My name is Jim, and I am live. No, not today. For those of you who have, we've not had a chance to meet, I'm uh, Pastor Jeremy's father and granddaughters. And uh, I'm just happy to be here this morning with all of you. Barb sends her greetings. When, uh, when Jeremy called and said he was going to be gone and asked me to come and share, um, that's the first thing that popped into my mind. See, we are built to worship. When God created Adam and Eve, he built them to have relationship with him. It says he came in the cool of the evening and he walked with them and he talked with them. Think about that for a minute. God came and talked with Adam and Eve. He walked with them. They had a face-to-face relationship. And sin severed that relationship. And so now through Jesus Christ, we have opportunity to walk back into that same kind of relationship. Do you realize God is here? Do you understand that? God is here. The one who created the universe. The one who speaks and light happens. The one who died on the cross and washed our sins away. Who took away the guilt. Who takes away the shame. Who heals us who keeps us safe. That's why we come to worship. In John chapter 4, Jesus is talking to the woman at the well. Now, she's a Samaritan. So she's already got two strikes against her. One, Jesus shouldn't be talking to her because she's a woman. Second of all, he shouldn't be talking to her because she's from Samaria. But they got to get to talking about worship. Where is worship? What is proper worship? What is true worship? And Jesus says to her, there is a time that is coming. And this is Jim Reisner's version of that conversation. We're not going to worship just in Jerusalem in the temple. And you're not going to worship just in Samaria at the temple you built. But those who worship, will worship in spirit and in truth because those are the worshipers that the Father is looking for. So the question is, what is spiritual worship? What is truthful worship? See, at the core of our being, we are spirit people. We are spiritual beings. We are housed in this three-dimensional body And it's difficult for us to take one or the other, but we are spirit people. And so when Jesus says, those who worship the Father worship him in spirit and in truth, he's talking about that reconnecting to our Father. Paul says in Romans that the Holy Spirit through us cries out, what? Abba, Father, Daddy, God. 
Are you comfortable enough to come to God and say, Daddy? Or do you go, Thou most gracious Heavenly Father, we beseech you this moment. That's religion. But when we can come to the Father and say, Dad, I'm having a blankety-blank-blank day. You can, you can fill in the blanks. It's okay. So it's worship. Yeah, it's singing songs. And it's fellowship. But it's also giving your employer the best day you can give them. It's treating your employees as well as you can. It's serving in El Salvador. It's serving C2. It's serving your neighbors. See, worship encompasses our life. There isn't anything that we do that isn't, in all respects, part of worship. Paul writes for us in one of the epistles. He says, whatever your hands find to do, do all to the glory of God. What does that mean? Just that. Whatever I do, whatever I think, whatever I am being, it's, it's, it's worship. So true worship is spiritual worship. But living in our society, our society says that we need to respond to things with all of our senses, not just our spirit. But God tells us that we first must respond with our spirit, then our senses. Otherwise, worship becomes sensual. And by that I mean we are responding with our senses and we are only allowing our feelings to be fed. And if we only allow our feelings to be fed, then we walk out of service going, wow, that was a great service, and 25 minutes later, we are empty. Feelings must follow spirit. So when we are more in tune with the atmosphere around us instead of the atmosphere above us, we have come as a consumer to feel the worship, but not to give the worship. Worship is not about us, my friends. Worship's about him. Worship is about him. It's about who he is. It's about what he has done. It's about what he is doing. Worship is about our focus. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says in chapter 6, he says, where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. You know, we think that's backwards. We think where the heart is, that's where the treasure is. But no, it's where our treasure is, that's where heart is because it's what we focus on. Because whatever we focus on, that's where we're going to go. So when we come to worship, do we really focus on God or are we focusing on him making us feel better? 
feelings and feeling better is a byproduct of worshiping God. So when we begin to focus on him, our heart begins to follow. When we choose with our will to focus on daddy, life begins to change. The heart begins to change. Jesus said, again in the Sermon on the Mount, but as one of the Beatitudes, he said, blessed are those who are pure in heart, for they will see God. How many of you have a pure heart? Maybe. So let let me give you this definition of pure heart. Honestly. Just plain and out, out honestly. We don't deserve to be in his presence. We don't deserve the mercy and the grace that he pours out on us. But a pure heart says, Lord, here I am in all of my ugliness, in all of my shame, in all of my guilt. Here I am. And then we become blessed because he begins to wash over us. Because we stop hiding. Why did Adam and Eve hide? Because they knew they had sinned. And sometimes we come to worship and we want to feel good, but we're afraid to be honest. Because we're afraid of what he's going to say. How many have ever gone to prayer and you knew you really didn't want to hear from God? Because you, you knew... You knew he was going to say something. And then how many finally said, okay, God, I'm here. I'm here. And then all you see is the arms go out and the smile on his face. And he says, it's about time. God does not shun us. God does not condemn us. He only convicts us so that we come to him and come into his presence. And then he releases his love on us lavishly and lovingly because that's who he is. So when we recognize, one, we are spirit people and we worship him in spirit and in truth, we don't hide from him. And when we do that, God begins to come and settle in us so that every day we walk, his presence is with us. How could Columbia be impacted if the 200 people who are sitting this morning allowed worship to flow 24-7. That even when we're walking down the street or sitting at our desks or, or studying in the library, we have this spiritual conversation go with, going on with God and that the aura of his love and grace becomes so powerful around us that people walk by us and they turn and they look to see what just happened because they felt his presence. I'm sorry, I started to get excited. I know that we just converse. We don't, we don't get excited. 
Do you understand how we can touch the world? They don't care about our theology. They want to know we worship somebody who changes lives. They want to, they want to know the power of the resurrection, not the religiosity. One aspect of worship and praise I, I want us to contemplate for a few moments. LT, would you grab that instead of that thing up here? One of the other things that struck my heart when we were talking about worship and as God touched me is so often we celebrate with hilarity of worship. It's very difficult for us to be silent. It's very difficult for us to be still. And so for the next few moments, I would just like to sing some slow and meditative words for you and ask you to allow them to be your prayer. But before I begin to do that, I'm going to ask us to do something that will be so incredibly difficult and hard. I'm going to ask us just to sit in silence for a few moments. And I realize for those who are, uh, are watching this, they're going to, I guess I could keep my lips moving and then they would think that the sound is bad. And then like, I can't hear him. But One of the verses that has struck my heart for many years, God writes, be still and know that I am God. He doesn't always speak in the thunder. And he doesn't always speak in the lightning. And he doesn't always speak in the loudness of the things that are going around. But he speaks in that still, small voice. Just hearing him whisper our name. Just hearing him say, I love you just the way you are. And I'm not going to leave you where you are. Because I love you. So I'm going to ask you just to close your eyes and try as hard as possible to not only silence the outside, but silence the inside. Stop rehearsing the agenda for this afternoon or for next week. And just listen. Listen for him. Listen to him.
Worthy to be to your presence to worship without end we cry holy worthy to be worshipped honored and adored and we cry holy worthy to be Maker of all that I see, fill me with your life. 
As I follow you humbly, Holy Spirit, comfort, guide me, lead me to all that is true. Fill my As I choose to follow you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, blessed are you three in one. Draw your people to your oneness, so the world will Let us now be lifted up. Heaven waits beyond the skies. Listen for the sound of trumpets. Our redemption's drawing with the saints. Worship him, our God, Offer up my words and I offer up my praise. I will worship you. I will worship you. And I offer up my planning and I offer up my dreams. I offer up my hopes and I. I will worship you. 
I will worship you. I will worship you. You have me in your power. Hold me in your hand. Safe within your loving arms, in you I take my stand. Love and mercy guard my heart. Your grace will do its part. Peace and joy surround my soul. Your word has made me whole. And I will worship you. I will worship you. Just begin to praise him out loud. Just begin to worship him. We praise you, Lord. We will magnify your name. Hallelujah. We praise you, Lord. We Look full in his wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and Focus on the problem. Circumstances all I see. Let my eyes turn to Jesus. Soon my heart it will be free. So turn. 
Look full in his wonderful face And the things of earth will grow strangely dim In the light of his glory and To seek power, to seek riches, and be jealous of this world and earthly gain. Let my eyes turn to Jesus and choose his smile above all fame. Full in his wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. To compare all I've accomplished with everything my peers have said and done. Let my eyes turn to Jesus, for no one can compare to God the Son. So I will turn my eyes upon. Look full in his wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Stand with me and sing it again. Full in his wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. In just a moment, you'll be dismissed. still time just to find a place to pray even at your seat here around the altars. I'm just going to sing it a few more times. Just find your place to sit still before the Father. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his one. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light.
you first in spirit and then allow our feelings, our senses to come along, to worship you in truth, realize we do, do not have to hide anything from you. Hey, we're so glad you listened in. If you made a decision to follow Christ today or would like more information, please email us at nextsteps at c2church.com or visit us at c2church.com.